What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their vision for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Quimby Melton, who's a co-founder of Confection. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks so much for having me, Matt. I appreciate the uh, chance to chat with your audience. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. I think what you're doing is super fascinating. I'm looking forward to sharing it uh, with, with the audience. So people that haven't heard of what you're doing, what are you working on? What is Confection? <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> right out of the gate a mistake it is all oh good goodness. it is all good hang on so you know there's a lot of changes afoot on the front end on the browser and device level in terms of how people are, are tracked and marketed to and how people really discover uh, you know new goods and services they might be interested in and we really are playing in that zip code where what we're trying to do is build a server side protocol that does what traditionally was handled by cookies and cross domain scripts um, and device ids um, with all of which are unstable at this point and going away so our job really is to serve three different interest groups one is of policymakers this would be your gdpr interests um, as well as everyday web users to make sure people have more control over the data they share and then the needs of business interests who need you know, robust data sets to make better decisions and to make sure that they're able to return value to stakeholders. So I think one of the flaws in the past of the, of the system that we've inherited for the last you know, 30 years is that really you, the two camps, uh, people camp and the business camp are really kind of at war with one another. And so we really want to build something that's more of a balanced circle that balances the needs of all these groups. So your your website when i first checked it out kind of has this like whole outline of what's happening in yeah. just the world and in the industry and the changes that are coming could you kind of just give us a high level overview on not necessarily the origin of the story but like what is happening in the yeah. world that makes what you're doing really interesting and needed yeah and i think this is the most valuable part of the conversation because so much of what i do is is education and frankly a lot of the things we discovered uh, were surprises to me. And I think that's one of the most fun things about being a founder is going out and thinking you have a problem figured out, but discovering that it's much larger, much more complex than you imagine. So when we first set out, you know, I guess the origin story is we, before Confection, I ran an agency called Studio Hyperset. And um, uh, Bruno, my co-founder and I, we got an email in from one of our customers saying, why are my, my Marketo forms not appearing in Brave? Um, and if you're not familiar with Brave, it's a, it's a, privacy, it's a robust privacy-focused browser. And the problem is, is when Marketo bring, brings a form in, it also brings in a lot of Adobe ad scripts. Brave did not like that, and it, it, it shut it down. So at that point, you realize, oh, my goodness, this is a big, a big issue. And then you go from there, and you start talking about not just form inputs or the presence of forms, but also event tracking, which is kind of the big issue for us. And that could be anything from a page view to a button click 
to a checkout process. I mean, it could be any number of different HTML, you know, JavaScript level level events. So that was really interesting, kind of the origin story. Now, when we started digging into it, we realized that really this had been going on since 2017, which was shocking because when we really dug into this was 2020. So three years after the event. And the reason that is, is because uh, uh, Safari and Firefox started to block this kind of behavior, what's commonly called third-party cookies, right, back then. So we've really been living with this for quite a long time. And so this began to snowball in our minds saying this is a, a huge problem historically. It's going to be a bigger problem going forward when Chrome flips the switch and starts to uh, operate more like Firefox and Safari. And so all of a sudden you're talking about, uh, you know, 80% plus of, of web users who are, um, you know, unable to be accessed. On top of this, you also have some changes going on, on the device level with Apple. Obviously, they're, they're limiting IP access. They are, um, you know, they're operating more like Brave and such Safari now as well in terms of blocking scripts and whatnot. So we're just seeing massive, massive disruptions on the front end. What that translates into, it's harder to reach people. It's harder to get contextual information about what someone did on your site before he or she became a known user. Um, and ultimately, it means it's harder to make good decisions about what you're doing with your campaign data, what you're doing with your uh, uh, marketing spending. It becomes very, very challenging to do those things in a meaningful way. And tell me a little bit about like the journey that you've been on since you started like this, this, uh, this company and really like the whole learning journey, like you're learning about a market, it's emerging, right? There's like, you know, you're almost ahead of the market, it seems like. What have you learned on this journey about customers or market needs yep. or product or anything? That's a great question. And again, kind of a more of a kind of shop talk, generic founder thing. You know, you go out with one idea of what the problem you're trying to solve. And I think in our minds, we were originally trying to solve a pretty targeted marketing operations problem. So for the kinds of people we worked with at Studio Hyperset, our agency customers, our idea is we're going to solve this problem for them. This will be a great bolt-on utility for them and off they go. But what we found is when we went out, those people are relevant customers. But there, is, there are privacy fanatics out there who feel very, very intensely, and they tend to misunderstand what we, what we do, but we do get a lot of um, negative inbound you know, for people challenging us on what we do. And I try to answer those kinds of concerns as, 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 um, uh, you know, as forthright, uh, forthrightly as I can to bring them up to speed on what we're trying to do. So again, back to this idea of the balanced circle, that's not something we went out, we set out to build, but we realized that if we're going to solve this problem, we have to balance all three of these interest groups, again, policymakers, people, and businesses, to create some kind of sustainable reality, we have to do that. So part of the pitch that we developed is this idea of building a better web, right, and involving people in the process a little bit more. And we didn't necessarily set out with some kind of black hat, track people without their consent um, uh, purpose in mind. But our cultural value really began to develop as we went out and we road test these ideas and we got information back from people in the, the privacy space. And I think it made the product ultimately better and more durable because, again, now our mission is to create this balanced circle instead of just one uh, serving one narrow interest group. And one more question on this front. Um, I haven't asked this before, but, you know, it seems relevant. You do seem like you're kind of you're truly skating to where the puck is going. Um and if someone was to land on your website today, which I'll let you, you'll, you'll drop it kind of, I'll let you give you a chance to you know, tell everyone where they can find you online. But if they were to go to your website, it would be a lot of education, a lot of what's going on with the world. It kind of seems like you're, you're, you're getting ahead of this massive change and trying to prep people for this change and, and serve them. Mm -hmm. Right. Have you, what has your experience been like kind of being ahead of a wave um, and trying to almost like, uh, believe before other yep. people even see <laughs> that's a great question again i think this probably has relevance to anyone in an early stage company where it is it's a very interesting experience um 
And I, I would say it's exciting, right? And it's also challenging when people don't necessarily understand what you're trying to do and they jump to conclusions about your motivations or you know the technology stack, your product. And that bothers me on a personal level, but it, it's a good chance to really try to educate people and bring them up to speed. Um, sometimes I use the metaphor of a supernova because you know when a supernova happens, it's very far away and it takes a long time for the light to reach us, right? And so a lot of times I think about this as a supernova event back in you know late 2016, 2017, uh, you know, Safari and Firefox flip the switch, and then it really takes time for that light to reach us, right? And so I feel like our team, our investors, our early adopters really are seeing the light from that supernova for the for earlier than other people, right? So I try to just keep pushing forward on that. But I would say, you know, from a founder's perspective, anyone else who's listening to this, it can be very challenging to keep morale up in that environment because if you're getting kind of negative backlash from people who misunderstand your motivations and your product, that's a challenge. Um, you know, educating people at a high enterprise level, also developers, you know, on down the, the, the sort of hierarchy of business sizes can be a challenge. And also trying to move people away from an entrenched position is extremely difficult. And frankly, that's one thing I think that makes Confection unique. And we're in a, a decent position where a lot of demand generation is being handled at the highest levels, levels we could never really practically operate at, right? Because this is a cultural shift that's happening and we kind of get those tailwinds. Nevertheless, even with that, I do find myself spending a lot of time educating people and trying to bring people up to speed about what's happening. And obviously our goal you know, in the next you know, 12 to 18 months is to hit a sort of critical mass and then things begin to snowball from there. Um, because the reality is that, you know, people don't like the existing system and it's failing technically. So from our point of view, it's just a matter of time before people need to plug a product like Confection into their stack. So let's talk about the future. So let's say, you know, five years from now, everyone sees, you know, the supernova or the light and they're like, wow, like, you know, what's going to solve our problems? And you, right. you know, they, they're then the first thing to think of is you. So um, in other words, like you accomplish <laughs> your vision. What does that look like? Or in five, 10, 15, 20 years, what is the, what is the, you know, vision look like for confection and what direction are you rowing in? So another great question. I think back to this idea of a balanced circle, you know, not something we set out originally to do. We set out to solve a pretty targeted problem for marketing operations people at software companies, basically. But it's so much richer to have this larger vision and this larger mission of essentially creating that balanced circle where you look back in time and you say, why did the current system fail? And it's because these two camps have been at war with each other for 30 years, right? People pushing against, well, essentially businesses pushing against people, then people pushing back against businesses. And that kind of displacement model can never create some kind of balanced reality. So for me, looking out to the future, you know, success is essentially that balanced circle. Again, you know, we check off basic policy interests, you know, best practices, the GDPR, CCPA, privacy laws like that. We give people better control so they feel like they have a seat at the table, um, and better, a better say over the kinds of things that they, they share online. And then we help businesses keep generating the data that they need to do their best work, you know, create products that people love, return value to their shareholders, and everyone gets to work in a better reality. So for me, it is really exciting to have set out with this very niche, very targeted goal, right? And for it to have blossomed into something much larger. So that I think for success for, for our team is, is that balanced circle. And then in order to make that happen and bring that to life, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. Right. So my, my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring, raising money, looking for customers, partners, you know, how can we assist? 
So, you know, again, back to this idea of these tailwinds that we have that are fantastic. But, um, you know, I think one thing that our main challenge, our real significant challenge is just market adoption, you know, communicating the, the need, communicating the value of something like confection and driving market adoption is the, is the main challenge that we try to solve for now. So anyone with insights on that would be most welcome. We also have, to have a developer community, which has been amazing for us, where people will come in and we do both a bug bounty program um, where people help us fix, identify and fix security vulnerabilities. But we also do a lot of dev work in there, too, in terms of product builds and marketing builds and things like that. So if you want to get involved in, the, in our developer community, if you're a developer, you're certainly welcome. It's just republic.confection.io. Um, and come on in. You know, you're always, always welcome to get involved that way. And then kind of where else can someone learn more or find you online? Like what's your website one more time? Do you have social media, email? How, how can someone reach out? Yeah, we're most definitely most active on LinkedIn. You can find me on there, um, Quimby Melton, and you can also find Confections page. Um, and the Confections website's confection.io. You can go there, learn more about the product, the, the challenges we're trying to solve, and you can even get involved and create an account for free. So um, those would be the best resources for anyone interested in learning more. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's great, Matt. Thank you for having me. And um, uh, also, if anyone has any questions or needs anything from me, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to help. Always interested in helping entrepreneurs, early stage founders, and people with their marketing operations stack.